welcome to Best Laid Plans. This is your host, Sarah Hart Unger, and you've found the podcast where we talk all things planning and planning adjacent. Today, I have for you a wonderful guest on the podcast. Her name is Elise Kripe, and she's the creator of the Get to Work book, Planner. I have actually reviewed this planner in the past, back in 2018, and I love its clean lines and professional look. And I learned a little bit more about how its features came to be in this really fun episode. I also found out through this episode that Elise and I are kind of like planning twins. I don't use the same suite of products that she does 100%, but our methods and techniques are scarily similar. And then it all made sense when she shared her Enneagram and her Gretchen Rubin tendency. So maybe someday we'll have to create a matrix where you put in your Enneagram type and your tendency, and then the machinery will spit out your perfect planner. I don't know that I'm sophisticated enough to build this, but it would be a fun thing to do, wouldn't it? Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed this very fun interview as we head almost into summer. I'm celebrating my birthday this week, so this is a really fun week. I guess it's the week after my birthday, but whatever. You can wish me a happy birthday anyway, if you'd like. And I hope you really enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun recording it. I am so excited to welcome Elise Kripe on the show. She's been a frequently requested guest, and I actually had it on my goals list. I need to invite her on. And she responded within like a day, which I was very, very excited and grateful for. So Elise, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about you and a little bit about your role in the planning community, as well as how you got started with your own planner company and your own get to work book. Yeah. Awesome. So I start, let's see, I started a blog in 2005. So that was the beginning of my internet life. And then for the first 10 years, I was kind of piecing together a lot of different things. You know, I had an Etsy shop and I was sharing, you know, consistent blog posts and teaching e-courses kind of all over the map. I really, I, I wasn't able to articulate what it was that I did or um, even what tied it all together. And then in 2015, I did this, let's see, 2014, I did a, like a long-term project and that's when I sort of started to realize, oh, like, you know, planning for projects and goal setting and meeting deadlines and breaking things into smaller steps. Like that's what I do. I want to help other people do this. And at first I thought maybe that's a book, you know, it's a, it's a book that explains kind of my process. I even talked with an agent and kind of outlined this idea a little bit. And then I realized how long it would take to make a book. And I was like, maybe I'll just make a planner. And the planner will just, instead of telling people how to set goals, the planner will help people set goals and the planner will help people work towards it. So that was how Get to Workbook was born. It was August, 2014. And I worked with a design team up in Portland, Oregon. And I would like send them like paper with, you know, pencil marks of like, this is what I want it to look like. And then they would make it in Illustrator and in InDesign and um, went back and forth a couple of times and came out with like all of the layouts that I liked and then Get to Workbook launched as a July, June planner in March, 2015. And since then there's been, you know, I do a July, June and I do a January, December every year since then. 
What did you feel like at the time? And I don't know if it's still true because I feel like the number of planners on the market has definitely increased in recent years. What did you feel like was missing from the current offerings that made you decide that you wanted to kind of throw your hat into the ring? Yeah, I love that question. I felt like a lot of the planners were either at the time. So again, there's a lot now. So I would never say that this is true anymore. But at the time, it felt like planners were either kind of frilly and like some floral color, or they were like very, you know, something that you'd buy at like an office supply store, like super, like the font was like a, like the same that you find on like a checkbook, right? It was just like, those are my choices. It was like very floral or very serious. (laughs) And I kind of wanted to thread the needle and I wanted something that was just black and white that didn't have a lot of fuss. I wasn't going to take up too much space with like a graphic, but I was going to give you a lot of space to put your own things in it. And something that I said from the beginning about Get to Workbook was that I wanted you to be able to add to it, but I didn't want there to be something where you wished it wasn't there, right? So I wasn't, I didn't put holidays, which is still controversial, controversial. Some people really want holidays and I'm like, nope, because my theory is you can write your holiday, but if you don't celebrate that holiday, you can't take it out. Right. And so, you know, some people don't like that, but I, I always think like, I'm not trying to build a planner for everyone. Like I'm just trying to build a planner that's going to connect for some people, you know, that, well, that's, I, goal. that's so funny. Cause holidays has come up before. And I actually feel like to some extent, the ultimate of inclusivity is no holidays <laughs> because nobody is ever going to get every, I mean, you would right. literally, I'm sure have something on every day if we knew every single culture and tradition. Right. So I kind of like that. It's like, you know what? put the holidays that work for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's how, that's how I feel. I, I agree. I, I know that it does take more work technically upfront. Like you got to go figure out like, Hey, when is Memorial day or when is whatever. But yeah, I, I do. I, I agree. You can't get it wrong, right? Like if they're not there, you can't be wrong. So <laughs> yeah. That is fascinating. Okay. So I get it. The style was missing mm-hmm. and, and you're right. It, it, I mean, get to workbook has a very, it still has a very unique look. I don't feel like there are a lot of products that look exactly like that and fill that, that niche that it fills. Do you currently use your own product? Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I use it. Like I can't live without it. And something I say all the time, you know, if get to workbook, if I stop making get to workbook, I'm going to still like print it for myself. <laughs> That first six months, so like the planner got developed in, I guess it was like done in November of 2014. And I like took the printouts and I printed them and I brought them to Staples and I made them bind it. So like those first six months I could have it. So I really do use it. I don't use, interestingly, like I don't use every single thing. Like the monthly spread is not something I use. Like I don't look at a monthly calendar very much. Like a week is where I'm at. So that's not something I think too much about. There's in each column, there's like three little bullet points at the top. And I don't use those in any particular way. People ask me like, how do you use those? I'm like, I don't like, they're just there. It's fine. (laughs) Um, Because, you know, for some people, this idea of like three action items is important um, or like three things they want to do every morning. And so I like that it's there, but I just treat those as like part of the column. I don't worry about them. So it's weird. Like some of the things aren't as important to me But then other features like on the left-hand side, there's like three action items for the week. And those three are huge. Like they're very guiding to how I organize. So I use those, you know, a ton. 
Well, let's talk a little bit more about how you use it and your planning rituals, which I think will kind of lead a little bit into what you did end up writing a book about. But like, what are your go-to, I don't know, kind of planning rhythms? Yeah, great question. So a big part of my planning is like what I what I would call just a check-in. So for me, that I consistently do the exact same thing every week. And that's on Fridays. I kind of take a look back at what happened this past week. Like I, I, you know, evaluate how did it go? Where am I at? How am I feeling? And then I think about what do I need to get done this weekend? What do I need to get done next week? And so that is my chance to really evaluate. And I, I, you're right. Like since this has all come out, I have launched a journal that walks you through this exact process. It's a weekly journal where you do basically do that. You know, you say, what were my wins last week? What am I still working on? What do I need to let go of? And then that's your reflection side. And then you look to the future and it's, what do I need to complete next week? What do I need to work on next week? What am I thinking about? So it goes through this process. I don't think that everyone needs to do that, (laughs) but it is a way that I formulate. It is a way that I like to break it down and think about it. My, My biggest priority on Fridays is figuring out, you know, what are those three things? Like, what are the three things that I have to complete in order for next week to feel successful. And I write those in those boxes. And then I think my week builds around that. Like my week builds around what has to be done. And I talk a lot about the reason I love a week at a glance as opposed to a day at a glance is that so often we things out of our control happen, right? So <laughs> prior to this, your kid gets sick and then your kid is home. And so you don't get your Monday done. And I like that on Tuesday, I can still see Monday. I like that if I have a really successful Wednesday, I can look ahead and be like, oh, what could I, what did I have scheduled for Friday that I could just get done? You know? So I like to be able to see it all at once. And the only other thing that's kind of abnormal for my planning is I highlight when things are completed. So my highlight, my planner doesn't get crossed out. It gets highlighted. And I love that in the case that I need to like look back, I can see you know, what did I do six months ago? Or or when did I get that done? It's not crossed out. It's just like, it's still there, but I, it's clearly been done. That's so funny. So we had Kelsey Wharton on this, on this podcast, who's a podcaster herself and who loves your products. I think she was one of the first people who said, oh, you need to have Elise on. And she does that too. So clearly you have had influence on the highlighter technique. And so I I feel compelled to ask you the same follow-up question I asked her, which is, which highlighters? Ooh, I, I love that question. I am so not picky about my highlighters. Like right now I'm using a yellow colored pencil. Like it's just, it's, um, it's, it's not, obviously it's not a color, it's not a highlighter, but it does the same effect. It like clearly shows this is done. So I am kind of particular about yellow, <laughs> kind of. It has to be yellow. It does not have to be any specific brand of highlighter. Totally. Okay, we're going to take a very quick break and we will be back to talk more about planning. This week's episode is brought to you by Prep Dish. You all know I love to plan the week's meals in advance. They go straight into my planner on Sundays and that's when I do my grocery shopping as well. I'm always striving for the right balance of healthy, kid-friendly, and convenient but I just started feeling like I needed to infuse some fresh inspiration into that process. I was also looking for ways to minimize food waste. Enter PrepDish. PrepDish has two major benefits the way I see it. First, they do the work for you when it comes to choosing varied, healthy, and delicious meals for the week. 
I find myself getting sick of the same repetitive meals when choosing myself, but having Allison choose for me brings in so much more variety and fun. Second, she puts together an amazing game plan for prep day to make the rest of your week run smoothly. This can be done on a relaxing weekend afternoon with your favorite playlist or podcast in the background, or maybe you can have a bigger kid help you with it if that applies. No matter who is preparing it, having things pre-prepped in advance makes things run so much more smoothly during the week, and I love that about Prep Dish. So if you love the idea of having your meals pre-planned and prepared for the week in a really flexible and strategic way, I highly recommend checking out Prep Dish. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. So this is a great way to see if the plans will work for you. Check out PrepDish.com plans for this amazing deal. In addition to the super fast menus that I love, PrepDish has gluten-free, paleo, and keto options, so there is truly something for everyone. Again, that's PrepDish.com plans for your first two weeks free. If you try it, let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Okay, we are back. Okay, so that your go-to rituals are generally Friday. And then would you say that you have your entire kind of calendar landscape on paper on your calendar? Do you also have it digital? Have you avoided the digital realm? Are you a full-on Luddite? Tell me about how you let those worlds intersect. Love that question. I have no digital at all. Like, at all. (laughs) It's funny because people are like, oh, I'll send you a calendar invite. I'm like, great. Like, whatever. (laughs) Like, I'm going to write it down. Um, I, it's not that I am against technology, obviously. Um, but I, for, I think for me, just my, even if I had it digital, I still think I would write it down on the paper, you know? And so it just seems like a little bit of an extra step. I do frequently keep digital to-do lists like in my notes app. And I think that's because You are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes in part from Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and this is the perfect gift to treat all the well-deserving moms, moms-to-be, and mother figures in your life. Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, yet totally refined. This season, I am so into the beautiful dresses that Jenny Kane has on offer. My personal pick, and what I'm hoping to wear all season, is the Callan dress. I have it in the khaki color and feel like I could literally wear it to anything. And the best part is it's perfect for warm weather, which we have plenty of, but you could also layer it in a chilly, air-conditioned space. I also have my eye on the day dress. It's such a classic silhouette. One thing you might not know about Jenny Kane is that they also have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase and joining is completely free. Find your perfect Mother's Day gift or curate your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS, P-L-A-N-S, at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code PLANS. Get yourself and the women in your life the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. 
They offer multiple options from Protein Plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com slash plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com slash plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You know, sometimes I'm at the pool with my kids and I think of something and I, and I like the idea of having it down and I don't carry my planner with me in my purse. And so I often like, I find that if I write it down on, in any format, then it's out of my head. And so I like that feeling. So if I, if sometimes I'll keep like a running to-do list in my phone or a running list of like house projects or something, it's not unusual that I'll also have them on paper somewhere, but that would be the only digital thing that I use. And again, it's just the notes app, nothing fancy. You can create like little check buttons in notes. And I really like that. It's very satisfying. <laughs> so um, that that's the one I use. And the listeners are going to think I planted you because I'm like very <laughs> kind of weirdly similar to what you just said in that like I, of course, I, I'm a physician and my job is crazy. And of course, I get like calendar invites to things, but like that's all there, but it has to go into my like the planners where all the worlds collide and how I knew where to be. And if anybody is wondering whether Elise knew about this appointment, yes, she fully did. And I didn't send her any kind of a reminder. I emailed her about five minutes prior and said, I'm going to send the link right at the time. And she was there. So paper works for many of us. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it can be hugely effective. And I think sometimes when it's just digital, I can like forget about it, right? Like I I know my one place, it's going to be in the book. I'm the same where, or I don't know if this is what you mean, but what I always say worlds collide, like my work and my home and my doctor's appointments, it's all in the same place. I don't have any separates because I don't think our, or my brain doesn't think like that. My brain isn't like, now I'm doing this. Now I'm, my brain is very like, here are the things. <laughs> so it's nice to see them all together. Have you ever been tempted to either make daily pages or like sell like a daily pad to a company that gets a workbook? Because I guess that's the one layer. I love having a weekly spread, but I really have gotten accustomed to enjoying a daily spread that I pull off my weekly for each day. And I could see that as a natural accompaniment to your planner. Yeah, I, I get questions often about like, can, can you consider a daily sort of in that realm about doing like, I have vertical columns and some people would want to have like, horizontal. And I'm not at a, like financially, I can't do the investment in all the different products, but I do agree. Like I could see get to workbook having a daily aspect just based on like how thick it might have to be, you know, to get daily. I think there'd be other features that you lose, which is okay. Like I think depends on what you're looking for, but I, I think that there could be a market to just have it be a daily, like have it, have a page per day but I would have to figure out what are the other things that I want to remove in order to make it 
do that. I'm thinking of a of a get to workbook, little accompanying quarterly book, maybe even undated mm. that has a page for each day that people could use it as like a sidekick. Yeah. I, I <laughs> and like now it. we're sharing our industry <laughs> secrets. No, I'm just kidding. I have, I have nothing to do with, with, with her or her company or whatsoever. But I was just picturing like I could see a little sidekick. Yeah. No, I mean, that's like, this is how every single product. So get to workbook has a few different products. Um, some that have been discontinued and some that still exist, you know, five years later. And Every single one, all of them came from someone emailing me being like, I want this. And what's funny is I always respond. I'm like, tell me more. What do you mean? How big? What do you, you know, like I, because it's, you know, like obviously like people who use the products are people who are going to have the best ideas (laughs) for the products. And so I, like, I, I love it. And I'm always thinking about it. So often my limitations have more to do with like just the financial logistics of having it printed. And then as you know, like anytime you have a dated material, you can't just keep it like it, your inventory is so scary, but I love anything undated because I can stock it, <laughs> you know. I'm thinking undated for the daily. <laughs> no, good. Then, then I'm like getting closer. Now I'm like emailing my printer. <laughs> can you think of a product that you used to have that like isn't around anymore that you miss or something that was or that didn't work just to share what that would be like totally well something that's always so interesting to me is so a a very solid example like i used to have three different options of sticky notes that have all at this point gone away i'm actually bringing one back just based on like emails that i get um but what's always interesting to me as a retail person is there'll be a product that just sits and you just like you know can't move it. And finally, like with sticky notes, I I definitely did a big sale for a while. I was like sending them as a free gift. And then I got them out. I was feeling so good. And then like the emails started like, where are the sticky notes? Like what? (laughs) Like I could not move this product. And now I have to tell you, I'm so sorry they're gone, you know? And so that is, that's an example of one that I am actually bringing back. I'm going to bring back the rainbow ones. I'm excited for that. I think it'll be you know, again, with products and we're getting into the weeds here, but people, sometimes they're like limited, like the limitedness of it or the, um, this is going to go away-ness of it, drive sales, which is wonderful. And so, but trying to thread the needle is so hard. I want to keep stock. I don't want my product to be elusive, but I also want to not keep buckets and buckets and buckets of product, you know? So it's a neat, it's threading the balance. So that's the past. So how about the future? What kind of things, what do you see for Get to Workbook and your other creations going into 2022, 2023 and way beyond? I know. Well, something new that's like very close on the horizon is I'm finally part of Get to Workbook. There's what's called a project breakdown page. And um, maybe we, we can like link to the hashtag or something so people can see what that is. But I... It's been a feature of Get to Workbook for a long time. Again, I think it's something that if you use it, you love it. If you don't use it, you it's completely like, what? I don't get it. But it's been as a notepad for a really long time. Always been a hugely successful bonus product for me. Like I would never think of discontinuing it. Um, anyway, and so I'm finally turning that into a notebook, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, the difference between a notebook and a notepad is your notepad, you do it and then you recycle it, right? Like you finish and you recycle. And so what I'm excited about for the book is I think people could have like a record of like all the projects they've done, um, which is exciting. And like, it's a product that I look forward to using. There's some products I release that 
aren't like, I mean, I, I like them obviously, but they're not something that I can't wait to use. And this is something I'm really excited to use. And then as for, I don't have at this point, I don't have any major changes planned to the, to the book. I brought on a new illustrator this year for the July, June, and I love her work. I'm really excited. It was fun to work with someone different. Her name is Chantelle Marlowe for people who are looking for a cool artist, but she was really fun to work with. And I had been working with the same team for a long time, loved them. Um, we had a great relationship, but it was fun to, to change it up. And, and so that was something I was excited about this past year for this next book. Very exciting. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you two or three totally random questions great. before we close. Do you know your either Enneagram or your Gretchen Rubin tendency type? Because I've never asked anybody that before, but I've been asked that and I always think it's interesting. Yes. Um, I'm a three on Enneagram. So very like, I'm incredibly motivated when I tell people my goals and then do it them. Like, you know, it's like the, I, I feed well under that sort of pressure. Like, of course it makes sense. And then I believe with Gretchen Rubin, I'm an upholder. I think that's the one. I think I felt compelled to ask you those things. Cause I, once you told me your system and like the scary parallels to mine, I was like, she's going to be the same as me yeah. and, you are, <laughs> and you are. So that's weird, but okay. Yeah. Yep. And then my second question, and this might've been on your blog post. And so you can share the same answer that was on there, but what has been your favorite book that you read this year? Mm. Well, so it's hard because it's changing. I just have read a lot of books this month. I'm taking a break on Instagram. So I'm just like reading. So my favorite book that I'm reading right now that's nonfiction is How to Do Nothing. Really great. It's such a cliche. Like you're going to see this cover and you're going to be like, oh, this is a Melise book. Like it's just very... Is is that Celeste Headley's book? No, because there's a, a lot of books with a similar. Hers was Do Nothing. Yes, so that's a different book. This and is, who wrote this one? The last name is Odell. I think Jenny Odell. Okay, and she's an artist, and it is like kind of self help, but I think it's a little bit like bigger than just self help. And it's obviously this idea. I mean, it's of course it's this idea that we're doing all the things. And when, what that actually means is like, we're kind of doing everything sort of halfway and we're feeling all this pressure and stress. And her, she talks in the beginning about like bird watching, like, you know, basically bird watching is like doing nothing and you're kind of like waiting for the birds. And like, it was just good. I'm loving it. Um, so that's my favorite nonfiction fiction that I've really enjoyed. The four winds by Kristen Hanna. I, at first, I was like, no way. This is too depressing. I can't even. I was like 150 pages in, but I kept going and I loved it. I thought it was so great by the end. So that's my favorite. Good to know because I got that from the library and it's nice to know that I should not quit after 150 pages. <laughs> I would say don't. I, 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 I mean, never waste your time, but like, I'm glad I stuck with it. <laughs> That is awesome. I thought you were going to mention uh, Yagyasi's Homegoing. Oh my gosh. Because I recently read that and then I saw it on your list and I was like, wow, yes, that's such a it, good book. It was oh amazing. That, I, te- I think I was not thinking because I read that last year, but <laughs> yeah. That's true. I did say this year, so that is fair. Awesome. Well, I think those are my random questions for the day. Oh, any favorite writing tool or planning accessory? Yes. My favorite pen is the Pilot G2.38. It has to be 0.38 or else I'm like stressed. <laughs> is that too small or too big for you? <laughs> That's small for me. I like the 0.5. I like the Energel Klena a little bit more than the G2, but the G2 is, it's a great pen. So mm-hmm. it is a good pen. Yes. I can do the 0.5, but like the one is Oh no. Horrifying. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, tell our listeners where they can find you and where they can find and browse all of the beautiful products at Get to Workbook. Awesome. Um, I'm at Elise Joy on Instagram. And that's, I, but if you go there, you can kind of find everything. And then Get to Workbook is obviously at Get to Workbook on Instagram. And the website is gettoworkbook.com. And this is an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. So that was excellent. It was so much fun speaking to Elise Kripe today. And I'm hoping to share some images of her planner on my blog. So you can always check out the show notes for some pictures so I can um, at least link to her site and kind of show you some of my favorite angles of her beautiful products. You can also, of course, shop with her directly and check her out on Instagram as she linked to. I am taking a break from Instagram as this is airing, but you can find me everywhere else. Um, Usually through my blog is the best place to start. Theshoebox.com, T-H-E-S-H-U-B-O-X.com. If anybody isn't aware, S-H-U are my initials. So in case you ever wondered how that random name of my blog came to be, that's the answer. So that's my site and you can find all of the show notes there listed by episode number going all the way back to episode one if you go to the best laid plans page. All right, have a wonderful week and happy almost summer. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.